the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. And welcome to No Buts About It. It is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. And uh, it's it's been an interesting day. I've had a very long day. Uh, been at work. We're recording this at 10.42 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Chas- my fault, sorry. Yeah, it's Chas's fault. He was at uh, school. I was at work, but... I'm really tired. This whole week is just going to be me being tired because I'm at work. But next week, next week's going to be super awesome. We're going to be super excited. Don't you worry. Um, we've got some stuff planned in the future. I have been emailing people like crazy, trying to get people on the show. Um, no one has responded yet, but they will. <laughs> <laughs> they will eventually. Yes, we love we love the, uh, the enthusiasm. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to save these receipts, you know, these unanswered receipts and be like, oh, well, now you're requesting to come on the show. But before you didn't want to because we were too small. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I do have some stuff that I might be cooking up here uh, in the spring or summer when things get a little bit easier for some of these players. But anyway, let's talk. AFC football. But first, I want to just mention, I said I was excited for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on Pat McAfee because I was like, we're going to learn something. We're going to learn, is is Aaron Rodgers retiring or is he being traded? Because Pat's definitely going to ask those questions. There was no Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Aaron (laughs) Aaron texted Pat during Tuesday's show and was like, I'm not going to be able to make it, man. I was like, ah, of course. Aaron knows it makes you I was gonna say it makes you think that like he knew that he was gonna be asked that question and he did not want to answer it. So Well, so Aaron kind of puts everything up for skepticism. Well yeah, that and Aaron also told him that the reason he's not able to make it is because he was going to be in meetings on Tuesday and today, Wednesday, with the organization, which he's done the past few years for however many years that's been. But what is he discussing with them in those meetings? What did they cover today? What is going on up in Green Bay? I don't know, man. It's it's kind of it's just really up in the air because um, as as Black Monday has uh, come and gone, or Red Monday, or whatever you want to call it, has come and gone in the NFL. Um, no retirements have been really placed, other than JJ Watt. You know, I mean. Not a whole lot has been said on 
who's retiring and who's not. I mean, I guess it's just like a wait and see what's going on in Green Bay right now. Um, I don't know if Green Bay is going to want to run with Jordan Love. I, I mean, they just signed Green, uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay to like a massive extension. I would hope that he doesn't want to retire because – you know, Green Bay really needs him, but I mean, I would understand his decision because if you want to hang it up, you got to hang it up, man. You can't just keep going for the sake of the organization because eventually, like, if you feel like you can't do it anymore, you're just going to even digress and just pull the team down even more. Yep. But I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is digressing. I'm just saying that Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't feel he can play anymore, he shouldn't hold back a retirement. But maybe everything's innocent. Maybe he just really liked his season this year. I, I don't think so, but maybe there was a reason, a hidden meaning behind him wanting to keep the jersey. I don't know, but that, that I mean. Jersey, that jersey is going to go down in his documentary eventually. At some point, everyone's always going to be mentioning the jersey, either because it's his last jersey that he wore as a Packer or as an NFL player, or it's just going to be, well, then Aaron Rodgers said that he wanted to keep the jersey, and that sparked a whole new wave of questions. What would happen with Aaron Rodgers? I already see that well, in his football life. Yeah, and then Aaron Rodgers returns to Green Bay, proceeding to go 17-0 and and winning the Super Bowl the following year. Green Bay, heroic story. No team to ever do it. Aaron so. Aaron Rodgers goes and plays for the Chicago Bears to the shock of everyone. He bought them, and then he made himself the starting quarterback. He does now own the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers goes to Houston and makes every single wide receiver on the team a stud. <laughs> there, okay, moving on from Aaron Rodgers. There really, yeah. like you kind of alluded to it before, there's really been no big surprises. I mean, other than a few coordinator changes, um, D-Hop will likely not be a Cardinal next year. Um, Same thing with, like, Alan Lazard and Green Bay. I mean, there's just – I mean, like you said, there's really not a lot of, like, sports-related firings and stuff. It all kind of happened and it went. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm still waiting. There's still some coaches that everybody's kind of, like, waiting on. Like, will Sean McVay return? Um, people in, in Pittsburgh are wondering if Matt Canada is going to get fired or if, he, if they're going to keep him on just because nine and eight season, you know, there's just a lot of uncertainty. I mean, I mean, not everything happens the week after the season ends. I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit to develop, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just been a really slow week. I mean, in really good news though, Damar Hamlin, did get discharged yes so we did i know i think we briefed on it a little bit but i he did get discharged he's back in buffalo he's very active on social media again everything's looking really good for damar hamlin will he play football again i don't know but all that matters right now is how well he's recovering and honestly i cannot believe his improvement i think it'd be really cool if he came out of the tunnel first on uh i don't know when the bills play but Whenever they have their playoff game, if he came out of the tunnel first, leading the team, probably not running out. I'd imagine he's not. But there like yet. they're in Buffalo, um, I'd imagine he's if he just walked out. That alone would be insane. I I think that would be a really cool moment, especially like going into the playoffs. I, I'm I'm honestly like for this this year specifically with everything going down. Like obviously like like 
on the down low, I've always kind of wanted Buffalo to just make it at some point because they've always been just so close Bills to bros, make it to the Bills Super Bowl. Bros. But the Bills always just fall short just to the oh, Chiefs. Dang. Usually it's no, just hey, to the Chiefs. Hey, hey, hey. They ain't going to make it to the Super Bowl because Joey B is going to get one first. But, uh, well, but I hey, am rooting for Buffalo. Dude, Cincinnati if, had their chance and they blew it. The refs blew it for us. Uh, but yeah. If, if the Chiefs or if the Bengals can't do it this year, uh, Josh Allen and the Bills should do it. I'm in solidarity. I would, Josh, solidarity. Josh's have to stand together. And then Bengals fans are in solidarity with Bills fans. So I'm with them two times over. It'll um, be it'll I'm, be interesting though. I mean, I'm not obviously like I mean I'm rooting for the Bengals over the Ravens this week. Yeah, but I mean, um but I mean we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I mean I'm rooting for them, but obviously like in the end all be all, I would love to see like Buffalo just run through. Just I mean, it's gonna be tough because obviously, you know, you still have the Bengals team, you still have Kansas City. Um, you still have some good teams in the AFC that are going to be <clears> – <throat> there's no walkover teams other than uh, Miami. Um, I think Miami. Teams. Yeah, I mean, Miami did confirm that Tua is not going to play this Correct. weekend. So but they're probably going to run with Skylar Thompson. I don't, so that's fun. Same thing, though. Same thing. Not same thing, but similar. Um, Lamar's not trending towards playing. He's not officially out yet. But I did see that too. Yeah, he, he hasn't practiced at all. He hasn't practiced. And then I thought I can't find it right now, but I thought I read somewhere that um, Tyler Huntley didn't throw today because he sprained something in his shoulder. And oh, that, that's just lovely for Baltimore had, fans. That had some <laughs> had some slurring, sprained something in his shoulder, but uh, Tyler Huntley. Might not even be playing, so it might be a Joe Burrow versus uh, Anthony Brown matchup again. I I don't know. Could they sign someone? Um, off a practice squad for a playoff game. Yeah, they can, or they should be able to, considering like no matter what the circumstances are, like <clears throat> like you can still cut people and move people to IR even throughout the off season, because like obviously you can't have no quarterbacks play. Like right. if. Like if you if you have a third string quarterback and you don't have a fourth string quarterback, you're gonna need one. So, um, and they won't let you like they're not gonna let them have freaking, you know, J.K. Dobbins throw the ball. Like it's just like I mean, because I remember the Steelers like emergency uh, quarterback when Kenny Pickett went down and Mitch went and they said was Zach Gentry. It was like, but but you knew that like after that week, like if Kenny wasn't gonna play, they're gonna put in. Rudolph. Now, if Rudolph was hurt or something like that, they would have picked somebody up had it been in playoffs. So I think they will. They could pick up somebody, but I mean, there's really not like a lot of like stud quarterbacks just kind of sitting out right now. I mean, like I would I would have said like Baker would have been probably the best pickup for Baltimore, but since Baker already got scooped up by LA, like that's just not going to happen for them. So. Um, I don't know. I think they should just run with what they have. I mean, you, you can't really change up the offense now. I mean, you're you're already this deep in, and if your quarterbacks aren't running well, but um, if they're not doing well, like health-wise, then you just got to keep chugging, I guess. And I, I think that the 
some of the two AFC matches that are probably going to suck this week are Buffalo and Miami and Cincinnati and Baltimore. Now, not for Bengals fans or Buffalo fans, for Ravens fans and Dolphins fans. Just, I, I think that both teams are good, but considering the quarterback situation with them having to run with third string quarterbacks, and we saw how well the Dolphins did with a third string, and we even saw how well the Ravens did with a second string. It's not looking good for those two teams. So AFC will be interesting. Um, Yeah. Well, I don't know how interesting it'll be this week, but it'll be something. But I get being able to drop players like, okay, we don't want this guy anymore or he's injured. We need to move him to IR. But I don't know if you can add players because, I mean, even a few years ago, uh, the Broncos had the issue where their entire quarterback room had COVID and Kendall Hinton ended up having to play quarterback. Yeah. I, I feel like that might've been different though. Cause it was like COVID related, Maybe. but then again, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's really tough right now. Cause like, I feel like the most they could do is sign people off practice squad. I don't know if they can sign people yeah, off I the agency. I That's, don't think they'd be I, able I, to just take, I don't think they'd be able to like do a deal with a team either. Uh, oh no they they can't make any trades i mean trade deadlines over and even in in because um the nfl i don't remember when this was but before they had a trade deadline players used to get dumped to like stud teams for nothing just just Mm -hmm. so that they could win and it, it was stupid but um they don't allow that to happen anymore because although the nfl is a sport it is also considered by themselves entertainment so if they chose to rig the games they could not get legally in trouble for it so that is something to always keep in mind is the nfl rigged i don't know but all i know is that technically they can't get sued if they rig the games because it's considered an entertainment industry Aaron Rodgers gets cut goes to the ravens I do not want to hear that, nor do I want to see that. <laughs> okay, well, um, we've kind of already started talking about it. Uh, I did have someone message me, though, and ask me to talk about the Bills versus Dolphins game. And I think we're both in agreement of who's going to win that game. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I, I think the fact that Miami started off 8-3 and three really, like, for me, solidified the deal. I was like, Miami is a team to beat this year. I mean, you have... You have Tua thrown to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. You just have like a really solid team right now. Mm-hmm. But with the Tua concussion, Tua's two, two of Tua's concussions, um, and the whole uh, thing happening, and then Teddy Bridgewater getting hurt, th- this Miami team like really struggled to make it in. And like, granted, they made it in. So regardless of how they made it in, even if it was a nine-six victory over the Jets, they still made it in. So they earned it. There's no denying that. But in the end, um, unfortunately, I mean, there's just a lot of implications right now. I don't think Miami is going to end up going into Buffalo and upsetting Buffalo as the seventh seed under the circumstances that they're in. Now, if they had Tua back this week, I might say, well, it could be a different story. However, since Skylar Thompson is more than likely going to be the starter and with, you know, the Buffalo Bills going in, still, you know, playing for DeMar Hamlin, obviously they played for DeMar Hamlin for the Patriots game. But I think for the whole playoffs, they're going to be like, we want to do this for DeMar Hamlin. And I think with it being home, Miami's going to Buffalo, which is not warm. It is very cold in Buffalo. Um, I don't think it's going to be snowing, but for all we know, it could be six inches of snow. Um, Six inches? I I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to (laughs) say six feet. They had six feet of snow this season. 
Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I feel like six feet of snow would be more of an exaggeration than a, six, a six inches of snow. Oh, no, they had that. Six feet isn't six inches isn't that much. Yeah, but, Come on, dog. But that, but but that was a blizzard, bro. That that was that was. They different. might have had a blizzard. Let's see. When do they play Saturday? Do they play Saturday? I feel like. Yeah, check check the Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo New York weather. Well, <laughs> let me let me. There's a big. Let me, I, do they play on Saturday or Sunday? Because Saturday it's supposed to be twenty three, and then yes. on Sunday it's uh, thirty four. So Buffalo Bills play on, um, they play on Sunday. So, so they Sunday, will have a little bit of a yeah, warmer. It's gonna so be they, it's gonna be wet out. It's yeah. Not so gonna, it's but not gonna be cold. Miami's fine. But Mike McDaniel's I, saying he wishes it was colder. Yeah. Well, Mike, <laughs> listen, I, I, I like the Miami team, but I like it a lot better with Tua oh, being back there. Uh, yeah, I agree with and, you. And especially in the chances for Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo has little to no injuries. They're a very complete team. Um, I, and like I said, I think this whole playoff, I think is going to be just a storybook for them. If they can be, if they can top off Kansas city at some point, like in the playoffs, if they meet Kansas city, um, which they probably wouldn't meet until at the earliest, the AFC championship, because it's what Kansas city's one Buffalo's two. So Buffalo would play at the lowest play the the, the at the lowest they would play the Bengals I think because uh, Jacksonville's oh, four yeah. so Kansas City would play Jacksonville if all the top four seeds won or if all the top three seeds won Correct. Buffalo would play Bengals and then Jacksonville would play Kansas City so more than likely Buffalo would only play Kansas City in the AFC Championship so they're not gonna meet up. Yeah, from from a Bengals perspective, perhaps not. I mean, the problem is, is the thing is, is the AFC has a lot of hot teams right now. I mean, and like, I mean, the thing is, is like the Bengals are really hot. I, I think Buffalo's pretty hot. You know, Kansas City's playing really good, and uh, you can't leave Jacksonville out of it yet either. I, I think Jacksonville, I mean, has a shot to make noise. I, maybe not go to the Super Bowl, but I do think they have a shot to make some noise and be like, oh shoot. Jacksonville just pulled up this upset over, you know, the Chargers who they should shouldn't be an upset considering they're the home seeded, you know, their home advantage and stuff, but you know, it, there's just a lot of a lot of things, but going back to the uh Miami Buffalo um game, I, I just it's it's really hard for me to root for Miami just because of what's going on in Bu- like what happened with Buffalo like last week. I mean, I, I like both teams. Uh, I'm a big. I've always been a big fan of Demar Hamlin, regardless of the situation that had happened because of Pitt. Like he, mm-hmm. from the time he was at Pitt, we've gone over this time and time again. Um, I've always liked Miami. You know, they helped me a lot in fantasy this year. I've always had high hopes for them to do well, um, but it's really hard to pick them this week in such interesting conditions that they're dealing with and the team that they're playing. Now, if they were playing, I, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like if. I can't even say if they were playing this team because like maybe like even Jacksonville, I think would beat them. Like right now I just feel like Miami's a struggling team. And unfortunately I don't think they're going to win. I mean, maybe they, they'll go out and surprise, but I don't think it's going to be against Buffalo. I, I just can't see it being against Buffalo. I I agree. I mean, Skylar Thompson, he's obviously talented. He wouldn't be on an NFL roster. If he wasn't, he would throw, he would basically have a Stetson Bennett game against TCU if he was playing any of your high school quarterbacks. Or also, defenses. real quick, uh, just real quick, I know you mentioned Stetson Bennett. 
He's 25. Yeah. So is Skyler he's older Thompson. than he's older. Yeah, but Stetson Bennett is still he's gonna. I'm pretty sure he's playing again next year for Georgia. Homie is older than 18 quarterbacks in the league. Stetson, like he's it's crazy. But the, the it, oldest it, yeah. quarterback to ever, the oldest player to ever win the Heisman was 28 in 2000. I. It's just crazy to me. Like these these players should not they should have a ma- like a maximum. But, but they're not they're not winning because of Stetson Bennett. Like obviously he's playing, but like I know. Georgia, but like, I feel like there sh- should be some restrictions on that. Maybe, yeah, I you're guess probably right. I guess that's that's a that's a college football talk. This that's is, another this is NFL. That's another episode. Anyway, I do agree though. Skylar Thompson super talented, but he's not nfl talented he 20 for 31 in his last start 152 yards no touchdowns no interceptions i mean he's just and that was against the jets uh now you've got now you're going up against the bills defense in the playoffs in buffalo this this bills defense and i've got to go run the numbers but i think this bills defense probably close to a top 20 all-time defense when completely healthy so i just don't see how skylar thompson goes in and beats that team mike mcdaniel phenomenal first year as an nfl head coach absolutely people are saying like well he got the same record as brian flores and brian flores got fired it's different there you can have the same record and the numbers be the same but this miami dolphins team is different the swagger, the we're going to win, the confidence, it's all there. It wasn't there in the past, if that makes sense. Um, this 9-8 and eight is different than that 9-8, and eight, in my opinion. And I agree with that because, as I had mentioned earlier, um, they did start out 8-3, and three, but because of injuries and like a lot of different quarterback issues and whatnot, um, they just struggled. I mean, like, it's... I mean, you can't blame the quarterback entirely, but, I mean, they had some tough matchups. They had quarterback issues. They had a lot of issues because, you know, even when you get concussed, like, even if you come back in two or three weeks, you're still not, like, 100% after Mm -hmm. a concussion. It takes a little bit for you to get back into the rhythm again. But, like, it it is different than, like, Brian Flores' team because when Brian Flores did it, like you said, it was a very different atmosphere, and the team did not start off hot. Like it, this team started off hot, and if they would have stayed healthy, if all the situations didn't happen, they they could have been at the top of the AFC. They could have been the, one of the top four seeds. But I mean, things happen. I mean, injuries happen, issues happen, you know, struggles in games and stuff. So I think that um, it's definitely different, and I don't think that they're gonna fire mcdaniel like i i think they'd be dumb if they did especially since they made a he made a playoff appearance you know oh yeah he'd get he'd get picked up so fast one of these teams the texans or broncos or probably the broncos would probably pick him up right away he'd he'd, yeah he would be out of a job for an hour probably before getting a phone call exactly (laughs) um okay next afc playoff game uh we'll do Bengals ravens real quick we kind of talked about him earlier uh, we both said Bengals, assuming Lamar Jackson doesn't play. Yeah, even if Tyler Huntley plays, I don't. I don't really see. Um, I mean, the Bengal Alex Kappa got hurt on the O line, but Max Sharping's gonna step up hopefully. Um, that Bengals team is just dominant. 
that defense has allowed the worst quarterback rating in the NFL, meaning they're, they're the best defense against quarterbacks in the NFL. Completion percentage, it's the lowest for quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, that defense is something special. You got Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard if he's back. Uh, the Von Bell, our linebackers are phenomenal. Our, our backup linebackers are starters on other teams. So I think the Bengals should handedly walk away with this, especially if Lamar Jackson isn't playing. And, yeah, and just to add on to that, like, you know, um, Baltimore, like, with Huntley, like, you know, a, a team that didn't make playoffs, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Huntley started against him and lost. And mm-hmm. I don't remember if he started December 11th. I'm pretty sure that he did. Um, I don't think Lamar started that game. But on December 11th, he only managed to beat the Steelers by two points. And if Pittsburgh is as bad of a team, you know, as people have said that they are and blah, 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 that, that's not the conversation for now. But um, you can't be beating the Steelers by two points if and expect to walk into Cincinnati, a team that's won, what, seven straight now? I mean, not counting the Buffalo game, but, like, it has to be, like, six games now. I think like uh, it, it's, I don't, it's they, hot. They haven't lost since October, I think. Well, either way, the Bengals are hot. Like right, they are right. red, red hot. You got and Jamar, for Baltimore... and they're pissed. Like all due respect, the Bengals are pissed because they still yeah. they still feel like they got screwed over by the Ravens, and even more so. Obviously, you don't follow the Bengals as much as I do, but the Bengals saw what the Ravens were doing last week. They knew. The Ravens didn't start their starters. The Bengals had to because they needed to win the North to avoid the coin toss or beat the Ravens. They were winners of the North, but they had to make it official. They wanted to make it a legit win. And the Bengals felt like the Ravens were intentionally trying to injure them. Obviously, Harbaugh denied that. He's not going to come out and say that's what they were doing, but – there were some late hits on Jamar Chase, some face masks on Burrow that weren't called, and the Bengals feel like they were screwed over by the NFL, and they're going to come out fiery. They're going to come out loud. They're going to come out fast, and this is a team that has proven that if you doubt them, if you make them mad, they will make you pay, and they have the weapons to do it. Everyone's healthy yeah. on the offense. Joe Mixon's healthy. Jamar Chase, healthy. T. Higgins, healthy. Tyler Boyd, healthy. Hayden Hurst, healthy. This And, yeah, and not even that. Like, even if Joe Mixon goes down, you still have Samaje Perrine. Like, that that, that yeah. guy is, like, a freaking – like, even when Joe Mixon went down, that dude was, like, lighting it up for those mm-hmm. three or four weeks mm-hmm. that he was out. Like, you guys, like you said, like, you guys have, like, solid backups, too, to fill in those holes that, like, it almost is, like – it's almost like a such a dangerous team that for a injured Baltimore or for a for them to like like because I didn't watch the the um the Bengals game you know I obviously was doing my thing with the Steelers game so I was at the game and I was not paying attention to any other games but um right it wasn't like Monday night right it was Sunday there was no Monday night game was, what what game was on what time was the Sunday game because I Bengals played it. Sunday at one o'clock. Okay, yeah, I was I was at the Steeler game, so, mm-hmm. um, but I I didn't watch the game, so I didn't see any of the hits or anything like that. 
Um, but I, I did, but for, for Baltimore to do that is just kind of just shady. And not only mm-hmm. that, but like now you go into playoffs, like you said, you're, you're going into Cincinnati. You have an injured quarterback situation where you don't know who's going to start. You, you're assuming it's either going to be Huntley or the third string because right now Lamar hasn't practiced. Yeah. So, and if, if the Bengals are mad <laughs> and this team is, like I said, this I, I would like the AFC has three top like three like really stud teams, and all of them are the top three seats. And there's a reason why they're the top three seats. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play any of those three teams. Now Jacksonville, like I said, I think they are a very good team. I don't know how far they'll get in the playoffs. I do think they'll pick up a win over the Chargers, but we can save that for a minute. But actually, do you got something more? The we can move on. I, Jacksonville. I was. I mean, we can, but more or less, I was just going to say, it's really hard for me to say that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win this game. Very similar situation in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that the Bengals are going to just light them up. I think it's, I think, honestly, like Bengals by 20. Because <laughs> like, Bengals I, I just by think, 20. I don't know what the 35, spread is. 35-10 right final, honestly. I, I don't think Baltimore is going to get more than 10 points. I think the so. spread was actually 6.5, and then everyone was taking that. And so they upped it to 7. I was like, mm. darn. Um, anyway, yeah, let's move on to Jaguars Chargers because this, I think it was this morning on Stephen A. Smith's show, he said that if the Chargers lose, head coach Brandon Staley should be fired. So if they go one and done in the playoffs, Brandon Staley should be out of there. Now, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, But I was reading some of the comments and stuff, and I kind of saw the argument for it. I mean, Brandon Staley has currently Justin Herbert, who's arguably a top five quarterback in the NFL. Arguably, Mm -hmm. not maybe not. He's not. He's not definitely in there, but he, you can put him in there sometimes. I think he's kind of had an off season this year, but he's up there. Then you've got Austin Eckler, who is the most versatile running back in the NFL outside of Christian McCaffrey, maybe, maybe there's a few others, but yeah. Yeah. Austin Eckler is definitely up there. Then you've got Keenan Allen. Um, You've got a great offense. You've got Khalil Mack. You've got Derwin James. You've got my boy, Drew Tranquil playing linebacker, like a stud. He was on sports center, by the way, finally getting the recognition he deserves. Uh, it was insane. Like after they started like pointing out all these stars that the Chargers have, and the fact that Brandon Staley has barely kind of gotten them into the playoffs. Granted, they're in a phenomenal division, but the fact they went ten and seven, it's like how. And and yeah, because like I mean, like your wide receivers are still pretty solid there too. Like. You have three pretty good wide receivers, like with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and uh, Joshua Palmer. Right, like, those right. are no, those are no like walkover wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Those are Keenan Allen's always been really good, and Mike Williams is really filling in that good spot and uh, that number one spot. And Joshua Palmer, like he, like he really steps up when needed. Like usually he's not needed, like in the um, when Mike Williams and uh, Keenan Allen are healthy, but whenever he is needed, he is looked on and. He is a very solid wide receiver three. The team should not be in the state that they are. And the fact that they lost their last game, like they are coming in off of a loss. That's true. And 
you don't want to lose a game before playoffs. Like and, no matter if you're starting starters or you're benching them, like you want to go out with a win so that you can show whoever you're playing that weekend that you're hot. You're hot, regardless of if it's you came off of a two-game losing streak. You won a game. Now you're going into playoffs with a win. You don't want to go into playoffs with a loss against a Jacksonville team that has won what like <laughs> six straight. Like I don't know offhand how many they've won straight. Um, the Jags have won. The Bengals have won eight straight. The Jaguars yeah. have won five straight. You've got these, and the Chargers have these red zone targets. I mean, Keenan Allen obviously is great at yards after catch, but Mike Williams is two twenty six foot four. Um, he's a big boy. He's he's gonna be able to push push some people around there in the red zone if he needs to. And then Ger- Gerald Everett, he's been pretty good and pretty decent in the red zone, from what I can remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head. So, Chargers have some weapons. And Brand- yeah. I know Brandon Staley's not big stats guy. He tends to go against stats, but maybe he should, might want to start going with the stats because if he if he loses to a Jacksonville team, which granted they're on a hot streak right now, but they're comparatively should on not paper on paper they are worse than the Chargers. They're first in the AFC South, which isn't a huge accomplishment really if we're being honest considering the circumstances yes i mean jacksonville first year coach doug peterson granted he's won a super bowl but still his first year as a coach for the jacksonville jaguars this jacksonville jaguars team trevor lawrence second year granted he's supposed to be this generational talent haven't necessarily seen that yet but we've definitely seen a huge improvement this year um in his play Christian Kirk's their wide receiver one. Not Keenan Allen. That's not Keenan Allen level. Um, their running back. Who, who is their running back? Like that, that's not a disrespect to who they're running isn't, back. That's isn't a, it like Eaton or whatever? Oh, Travis Etienne. Okay, he's a second-year running back. Basically a rookie because he didn't play at all last year because he got hurt doing the milk crate challenge. But um, that that that's that's thing. legitimately what happened he i, I he, know i've, I've okay. totally forgot that that happened yeah, yeah he, go ahead. i mean no disrespect to travis etienne jr but austin eckler is more proven and dude, the dude pushes man on the line i was watching it i didn't realize this i realize why he has so many touchdowns now it's because he takes everyone with him there's yeah, twenty two. There's twenty two guys on the field, and if they're trying, all trying to tackle him, if they're all trying with him, they're all going to end up in the end zone. If you picked Alvin Kamara over Austin Eckler this year, you're an idiot. I fantasy. did not. I actually traded away Alvin Kamara to get Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say, man. Like, I made. I should have. Like, I mean, I picked Austin Eckler up in one of my leagues. The other ones, I didn't manage to get him, but like. Dude was a menace this year in fantasy. Like, yeah, but the thing is, is like he is such a great running back, and to think that he was sitting behind Melvin Gordon at one point is crazy to me. So he he went undrafted. He's an undrafted free agent. I, yeah, and then he he was behind Melvin Gordon, and then when Melvin Gordon sat out, all of a sudden Austin Eckler started lighting it up, and then Melvin Gordon came back halfway through the season, and then the rest of the Chargers season is history after that. But the Chargers should win this game, but do they? Nah, I'm going with Jacksonville for this one. I think they're. I think Jacksonville's just way too hot. You think? I mean, 
I'm taking Jacksonville because I don't I don't think they're gonna make it past round two. We'll get into that later into next week <laughs> if they even if they win. But I, I think Jacksonville is gonna win. I I just don't see the chart. I think the Chargers they lost this weekend over to the Broncos, 31-28. That is a devastating loss to finish the season. And um, I think with Jacksonville beating Tennessee, I think Jacksonville, although you know Tennessee is no big win right now, but I think with Jacksonville, I think they're going to go in, and I don't think it's going to be a, like a blowout. I don't think Jacksonville is going to go in and blow out at, like the Chargers in, in Jacksonville, but – I think that the game will be close, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a 31-28 final. I mean, it'll probably be a lot lower than that, maybe like a 24-21 final. But I, I just think that the Chargers will just come up just a tad short. I'm going to go Chargers. I I don't think Jackson this Jacksonville team is ready yet for the playoff. They're, they're young. They barely won the AFC South. Um, But they did. They did, but they barely did. And I, I just the, the Chargers roster is just so good. Just mm-hmm. Justin Herbert's being given an opportunity. Um, he's he's somehow still ranked above Burrow, so I think he has to prove that in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think you go you go in. As the LA Chargers, knowing you have something to prove, especially after Stephen A's comment, if mm-hmm. if Brandon Staley has the locker room, you're going in fighting for your head coach now. Um, Drew Tranquil is a stud linebacker. I will die on that hill. He should get way more love than what he does. I've watched him play since he was in high school, and he has always been the same type of guy. Um, I've never been fortunate enough to meet him. I would love to meet him, but I went to school with his brother, uh, drew tranquil though. He's always the guy to like make the tackle and then help the guy just tackled up and just be like, Hey, nice catch. You know, (laughs) like, you you don't see a lot of that in the NFL, but I noticed that when they were playing the Broncos, I was like, Oh, he still does that. He, he like tackled, I think it was Jerry Judy and he like helped him up and was like, nice get You got me on that one. That's not going to happen mm-hmm. again, though. But you got me. But, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll wait and see. I'm, I guess we'll have a little bit of a rivalry pick here. Um, a little yeah. different different than usual. So, um, I'm going to be going Chargers, and I'm going to be doing – I'm going to be la- doing that to you when the Chargers beat the Jags. I'm going to be laughing at you. Okay. I had to get one of those sound effects in. Because I do enjoy the sound effects. Um. So, did you want to do the NFC or do you want? No, wait NFC for will that? be Friday. We'll talk about the NFC on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um. And any other news stuff that pops up, I, I actually think that's going to be all for today's show. This one's not going to be an hour long. I mean, then again, Monday we had missed Friday, and there was so much that happened. Yeah. Right. I mean, in Monday was one hundred percent justified in being an hour, but I don't want to do that all the time. No, and and we're keeping it short this time, we're we're pushing like a little under forty minutes right now, and with the lesser news and not a lot happening right now, um, maybe no news is good news. Um, so maybe that's a good sign for a lot of these NFL teams. Um, Any... it is always hard to fire coaches and bring in new management and stuff. So, do you have any updates on 
the social media sites for the listeners? So we do have a TikTok up. Um, I have not posted anything on it, but it is still No Butts Show. N-O-B-U-T-T-S-S-H-O-W. You can follow us on TikTok. As for the YouTube, I had some issues with the YouTube. Uh, the YouTube is not quite ready yet, and I've been really busy this week with school to fix it. Um, it just keeps coming up with my name rather than the show name, so I'm trying to figure all that out. Um, it's, it's a very minimal chain, minimal issue, but YouTube's still just being YouTube. I'm hoping to have that up over the weekend, and then we can really get some cool uh, opportunities and hopefully some new listeners um, and even some monetization through the YouTube. So once it's up and running, hopefully, maybe even by Friday, maybe by the time we record on Friday, um, it'll be up and ready to go. I, I feel bad for delaying it. It's just been hectic and stuff. And, you know, you can follow us on TikTok, still on Instagram. And uh, you can follow Josh on Twitter. He does his little spiel at the end. He'll uh, he'll plug it. Yeah, my Twitter. Um, yeah. So, but um, but yeah, I don't know how much we'll post on TikTok compared to YouTube, because YouTube I feel like is going to be the bigger platform for us. But if you want to follow us on TikTok, give us some support whenever we do post. Um, that'd be greatly appreciated. But other than that, we'll keep you in the loop about the YouTube, which is next up. Yep. So that's the updates on YouTube and TikTok. I do not run either of those. That is trust. But we also have Instagram, as he alluded to, which I run. He runs no butts underscore show. We're going to start posting on there more often in the coming weeks. So make sure to follow that. That's no butts underscore show on Instagram. On Twitter, I am Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And uh, I post everything. I post sports, I retweet people, I quote people, I comment, I post songs that I like. So if you like country music, follow me on Twitter because I post about country music on there all the time too. And uh, sports, obviously. And then email. If you have any questions, things you hate about the show, love about the show, just want to be mean slash nice to me, email me at bullmoosepodcast, the number two at gmail.com. That's bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Another way that you can tell us what's up is to leave a review, leave ratings, um, preferably five stars, but I guess it doesn't have to be five stars. Um, That really helps us with the algorithm, helps us to grow. We are a smaller show. So anything uh, you can do to help us on that is uh, greatly appreciated. And uh, especially sharing the show. That is also very helpful. Um, That's going to be all I've got for tonight. I don't know if Chuss has any final words he wants to say, but that's going to be all for me. Um, Yeah, I mean, I usually don't plug my stuff. Um, I don't post on Twitter ever, but if you want to follow me on Instagram, I don't post as much as Josh Epoo, but you can follow me at at real Chris Lentz. (laughs) I mean, if uh, you got, you can follow me on my personal. I don't, I don't care. Go, go, yell at me or something i mean don't just don't come find me that'd just be really weird <laughs> just okay. please don't do that i mean i don't post a lot of, i don't post a lot on there anyway but if you want to follow me if you want to message me you can message me on there um i don't post on twitter really other than during the demar hamlin situations that's all that's all for today's show thank you see you all friday 